Talking about Curtis, there's a race I want to talk to my next guest about. He happens to be one of my favorite people ever. I always say the two best politicians in the history of New York, no disrespect to Ed Koch, Rudy Giuliani and Congressman Peter King. King is on this show every Wednesday for four decades, a great statesman out in Long Island, homeland security. He did it all. And now he's a really close friend of my family. Here he is, the great Peter King. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I said I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing great. This um, <laughs> Curtis, you know, is uh, one of his ex-wives. He's got about 10 of those. Is uh, this Melinda Katz, who's a horrible right. DA, I must say, a horrible DA in the borough of Queens. And uh, there's a guy running against her that I think I'm going to endorse. I don't know. What do you know anything about this uh, about this DA race in uh, in Queens? Actually, uh, George Grasso is going to be running in the Democratic primary against Melinda Katz. Uh, I was actually at an event for George the other night in Manhattan. He's uh, a cop who worked his way all the way up to the top, every rank, up to uh, first deputy commissioner under Ray Kelly during, you know, really the glory years of the NYPD. He was there for the dark years, and then the years when they took the city back. And for the last, I guess, 10 years or so, he's been a, uh, a judge. He was the criminal court, and he ended up becoming the administrative judge for all the criminal courts and the Supreme Court. In, in Queens County, and he's running for DA. Listen, I, I've known Melinda Katz over the years. I, I have no problem with her personally. Uh, you know, both of us, I think, probably think Curtis is a little nuts, but uh, <laughs> now we don't agree on so much other things. No, but seriously, uh, this is not against Melinda Katz per se. It's important to have a DA, though. We have to send a signal. We have to get things done on bail reform and standing with the cops. It's not enough just to go after the uh, crimes that everyone agrees we should go after, like trafficking and things like that, which are important. But to really get out there and let the cops do their job, you need a tough DA. And George Grasso is the guy. Uh, at the uh, event the other night, there were people like the former First Deputy Commissioner Joe Dunn, who was there on 9-11, uh, Tony Carbonetti. I can go through the list of people who were there. And these are solid people who want to bring the city back. I grew up in Queens. grew up in Sunnyside, Queens. My father was a cop. I lived the 108th Precinct, later the 105. So to me, it's important that we bring New York back. Let's start in Queens. And uh, so I'm supporting George Grasso. It's going to be tough. He's going to be you know, running against the machine. Uh, you saw what happened to your friend Tom Sullivan when he yep. ran against the machine. But George Grasso is going to do it. So anyway, that's one. Uh, so I, I would urge everyone to really look at the George Grasso campaign. He's a top-shelf candidate. He's a guy with career law enforcement. And, you know, talking about candidates, you had uh, uh, Ina Vanikoff on the other day. What a rising star she is in the, uh, Demo- in the uh, New York City. In Democratic areas where she has won, She's the first Republican to hold out of state in generations. No, she is. Uh, she's the goods on my old uh, stomping grounds where I grew up on East 22nd and Quentin Road. She's got all of it. The Midwood section, Sheepshead Bay, Coney Island, Gravesend. It's all in a Vernikov. And, yeah, she uh, she sent me a text because I'm endorsing the kid Mike Ragusa. And she's like, listen, Sid, I like Mike. And, you know, and Ari Kagan is now running on the Republican as well. But there's a lot of folks that are still going to run a lot of Republicans. So she just wanted to slow me down. But I'm like, Inna, you're a politician. You care about that. My friends are Republican. He's a friend. That's all I need. But she was she was uh, trying to explain to me, wait till the whole field is set, then make your decision, which I can understand. But that's her job to do, not mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, I had breakfast with her, uh, you know, last week down in uh, Sheepshead Bay. And she was there with a good friend, as Anna Dalfos, who was also considering running. In fact, I understand she may even be announcing a campaign in the next few days for the same seat that your friend Mike Ragusa is running. And for. I was so, I was told, we'll see, by right? the way, so what people in the know told me days ago 
that Inna is already in the bag for Anna. So if you had breakfast with Inna and Anna a couple days ago, maybe they're right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we were talking about a lot. Listen, I, I, I first met Anna in the summer of 2020 when cops were being assailed and attacked and defunded. And she's from Brooklyn, but she organized a rally at Eisenhower Park, back to blue, in, uh, I guess, July of uh, 2020. They had to stop the traffic. There was so much uh, so many people showed up. What a, wow. what a tremendous rally. And then I went and visited a number of uh, station houses around the city, you know, Queens and Brooklyn, where she was bringing food and donuts and everything to the cops, you know, to show support. And uh, anyway, she's, she's been out there. She's a teacher. So if, if she runs, it looks like she's going to be announcing in the next few days. I, I think she'll be a strong candidate. But listen, I'm out here in Nassau County, but I just like to encourage good people to run. I've been telling Anna for the last you know, two years, you should try and find a place to run. And as far as Ina Vanikoff, which she showed it can be done. Yep. And in last year's elections, you know, they took three assembly seats in Brooklyn. And that's like almost unheard of in recent years. So I think there was a, a not a silent majority, but there's like a latent force out there of conservative, moderate Democrats, uh, newly arrived immigrants who love this country and uh, oppose crime as much as anyone. I think too many people, I think Democrats take, Immigrants for granted. Too many Republicans think they can't get the immigrant vote. Well, right now we saw what uh, what uh, Ina Vatikov did in South Brooklyn, winning her seat and then winning three assembly seats. It can be done. So uh, listen, you know, good luck in the was it District Forty Seven yeah. down there in the City yep. Council. Yep. Uh, I, I think again, my my perspective out here, and I don't want to be including in Brooklyn. I think Anna would be a great candidate and a great Arkansas, no matter what she ran for. And she's a tough woman. Don't get in no way, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, not me. Any of, your, any of your nonsense, she would be coming after you in a second. Uh, no, so sir, I, I'm going to heed your warning. People are going to put you on hold. Lots more to talk to you about, including MSNBC just now making the case. Don't compare the Joe Biden case to Donald Trump. Joe Biden had less than 12 classifier files. Donald Trump had 160. Don't compare. Are you nuts? Of course I'm going to compare. Peter King, will you compare more with Peter King here on Sid and Friends in the morning? Right after this. Oh, come on. Pink Floyd? What a great song. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. We need condoms. Is that what they say? Yeah, they say that in yeah. three versions, two, they say <laughs> yeah. education. All right. Peter King is uh, back with us. So you heard me talking about this MSNBC. They're making an argument moments ago that Donald Trump had over 160 documents and Biden has less than 12 and trying to make it as if Biden did nothing wrong. And, in fact, it was like a two-second story locally with Dana Tyler on CBS. Poor Trump, who's going to join me on this show next week, by the way. They got the FBI coming, the SWAT team, they're breaking into his wife's underwear drawer. I mean, come on. They think we're stupid. It's the same exact thing. In fact, at least Trump, Peter King, can declassify that information. Joe Biden couldn't even do that. Okay, uh, first of all, uh, you know, that is classic MSNBC. And you can say which is worse, one or the other. The fact is, the, the idea is that they had documents they shouldn't have had. And Joe Biden was so self-righteous. When he was on 60 Minutes, he couldn't understand how anyone could do this. Listen, if this happened a year or so ago, and Biden said, oh, geez, I wasn't aware, I didn't know, and all that, that's one thing. But after uh, Donald Trump, uh, after people went after him, and then Biden went on television, not a, uh, even beginning to comprehend how any person could do this, and Donald Trump's the most evil guy in the world, it shows the hypocrisy of Joe Biden, also the hypocrisy of MSNBC. 
And, uh, I mean, listen, Donald Trump doesn't make it easy by basically saying, screw you and all these people. But the, uh, in, in essence, it's, it's the same thing. He had documents he probably shouldn't have had. Biden had documents he shouldn't have had. And for MSNBC to say that it's all that it's, these are totally different, that's classic MSNBC. By the way, every president has that. Barack Obama has, I don't know how many documents still to this day, guaranteed they're classified. Boxes and boxes is what I heard he's got in Chicago. So I believe every president does it. I just don't know why with Donald Well, why? They made a much bigger deal with Donald Trump than everybody else. So, you know, I'm, I criticize Donald Trump. He's coming on next week. He knows that when it's right. But in cases like this... They treat him differently than any other president. Absolute fact. Now, wait a minute. When you're, when you're on with Donald Trump next week. No, he's on with me. You're going to make a big issue of the fact that Bo Diddle and I stabbed him. Yes. Back oh, 100. That That's stuff. how I'm going to start. I'm going to be uh, like, uh, Donald, you have no idea. Your best friends in New York now, they hate you. Peter <laughs> King, Bo Diddle. <laughs> you're going to. grew up in Queens at the same time I as know. Donald Trump, I tell you. You're going to find out on Friday how I was able to score Trump next week, and not just next week, but maybe on a semi-regular basis throughout his campaign, which is a huge score for this show. But you'll find out. Okay, so you're going to knock my segment off for Trump. Is that what you're saying? It's a possibility, yes. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Okay, you're going to make one phone call, and that'll be it, right? One phone call like Michael K. It's either you or Curtis. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stick with Biden. Listen, all I know, so long as Lou Rufino's there, we're in good shape. He's always going to be here. Biden was in Mexico yesterday. Peter, by the way, you're going nowhere. You're brilliant, and I love you. Um, he was in Mexico yesterday talking about, uh, listen, the border's okay. And uh, he went to El Paso for three hours. They cleaned up the place. Actually, They actually swept by the border where Joe Biden went. I mean, he sounds like he's completely out of touch, no? Yeah, well, he is. But, uh, I mean, this is, again, insulting people's intelligence. People know what chaos is to the border. They know how dangerous it is. They know that it's because of Joe Biden. He basically invited all these people in. Donald Trump had stopped it and was under control to the extent it could be. But Biden is responsible for this. And they go down there, and you couldn't find an immigrant anywhere. I mean, it was, it was clean. It was like, uh, you know. Someone's cleaned bathtub or something. No, this is, uh, it's hypocrisy. It's insulting people's intelligence. And uh, he, if you just once went level and say, listen, I, I misgaged how bad this is going to be, but now we have, to, we have to do what we have to do. No. He's making, first of all, you may believe all along it wasn't there. Then he says, it is serious. I'm going to get down there. And when he gets there, there's no one around. So, no, it's an insult. And, uh, it, again, it shows his contempt for the uh, American people. Really does. Hey, Peter, as always, a great, great appearance. Love you. Thank you so much for all you do it's Wednesdays. Some trouble between me and Curtis. I think he's a great American. You saw me with trouble with Curtis and his ex-wife and everything else. I, I, I know. I, you I... so much trouble. <laughs> I can't wait to find out what I could do next week to you to get you into trouble again. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Peter. The I will. You too. Best <laughs> of your family, too. Uh, that's uh, Peter King. I think Donald Trump still loves Peter King. Everybody loves Peter King. Seriously, if you don't like Peter King, I'm going to make a very bold statement right here. If you don't love Peter King, you don't love Jesus. God bless that statement. Thank you. There you go. Back here.